Good morning, Orlando. Thursday morning here on the 50,000-watt front porch, and we are glad you're here for our first look at 6 o'clock at Orlando's News, Weather, and Traffic on News Radio 102.5 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And in for Deborah Roberts, I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning, three people arrested for helping fugitive Markeith Lloyd. Details coming up in one minute. Donald Trump lays waste to the purveyors of fake news in a news conference for the ages that was chock full of real news, as you'll hear next on Good Morning Orlando. 601 on News Radio 1025. Authorities are making good on promises to go after people they think helped a fugitive in the weeks before he was wanted in the fatal shooting of an Orlando police sergeant. Markeith Lloyd's niece and an ex-girlfriend were arrested on an accessory charge Wednesday, as was Lloyd's supervisor at a fried chicken restaurant the day before. Appearing on Good Morning Orlando Wednesday, Orange County Sheriff Jerry Demings warned that would happen. I couldn't have been any clearer in these press events uh, that we have given that if we are able to prove that uh, you have provided any type of substantial assistance to harboring a a criminal, uh, that we were going to go after you, and that's precisely what we're going to do. A viewing will be held later today for the Orange County Sheriff's deputy killed in a motorcycle crash during the manhunt for accused cop killer Markeith Lloyd. The viewing for Deputy First Class Norman Lewis is scheduled from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. at First Baptist Church of Orlando. That's at 3000 South John Young Parkway. Lewis's funeral service will be held at the same location tomorrow at 11 a.m. The funeral for slain Orlando Police Master Sergeant Deborah Clayton will be held at First Baptist Church of Orlando on Saturday at 2 p.m. It is reported that cops um, raided a warehouse uh, in the area overnight. They were hopeful they might find the guy. But the manhunt for Markeith uh, Lloyd continues now nearly 72 hours. We'll stay on the story, give you the very latest we have. This news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Republican Senator Marco Rubio of Florida grilled a Secretary of State nominee Rex Tillerson at Tillerson's Secretary of State confirmation hearing Wednesday. Rubio questioned Tillerson about allegations that Russian President Vladimir Putin has had his political opponents killed. Are you aware that people who oppose Vladimir Putin wind up dead all over the world, poisoned, shot in the back of the head. And uh, do you think that was coincidental, or do you think that it is quite possible, or likely, as I believe, that they were part of an effort to murder his political opponents? Well, people who speak up for freedom in uh, regimes that are repressive are, are often at threat, and, and, this, and these things happen to them. Tillerson said he would need more evidence before assigning blame to Putin, who gave him an Order of Friendship Award in 2013. Yeah, watch the hearings, and we'll get into those for Tillerson and also for Jeff Sessions in our um, 6.30 half hour coming up here. We'll be taking calls as well, Alan. Very interesting and very contentious at some points. Right. Florida's other U.S. Senator, Democrat Bill Nelson, is calling for an increase in airport security in the wake of Friday's deadly shooting at the Fort Lauderdale-Hollywood International Airport. And although the investigation uh, remains ongoing... I expect uh, all of us in the Congress will continue exploring ways to protect (coughs) the traveling public in light of this tragic incident. Nelson made the comments during his opening remarks at the Commerce Committee's confirmation hearing for Elaine Chao, the president-elect's nominee to be the next Secretary of Transportation. The man in charge of Florida's medical marijuana program says he's not going to wait on the state legislature. Lawmakers are working a bill to implement Amendment 2, but that will take a few months. And Christian Bax at the Office of Compassionate Use says his folks have to start now. So what the department plans to do is open rulemaking 
to begin the process of uh, workshopping our rules. The medical marijuana amendment says the state has just six months to draft the rules, three months to implement them. And if they don't meet those deadlines, every person in the state would have the right to sue the health department. In Tallahassee, Rick Flagg, News Radio 1025, WFLA. WFLA News Time 605. Flashing the peace sign can get your identity stolen. That story is online now at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Deb's still under the weather. We wish her well in her recovery. And Alan will be with us with the news uh, today again from the top of the bottom of the hour, the very latest and whenever news breaks. And Yaffe in the controls, and Paul will be screening your calls this morning. He's with us early. we got a lot to talk about and a lot I'm sure you're going to want to talk about. And if you've got something to say on the hot topics of the moment here on the 50,000-watt front porch, by all means, I want to hear from you at 407-916-5400. And you can hit our text line as well. Never a busy signal there. 23680 is Good Morning Orlando on a Thursday. Comes to you, as always, for the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit guaranteedwrittenoffer.com. Well, yesterday morning, we were working our way through what we knew and all that, that we didn't know about this um, thing that CNN first ran with and then BuzzFeed ran with specifics on it. This... Um, now very clearly bogus, fake, politically motivated paper that accused the Russian government of having information professionally and personally about President-elect Donald Trump that could make him subject to blackmail when he becomes President of the United States. On the personal side, really salacious sexual stuff all of this. Well, now, um, the website 4chan, users there claiming they made up this bombshell report on Trump. It was clearly clearly all generated by his political enemies, and, and they are legion, and, and the likes of fellow Republican John McCain only too pleased to go along with it. Uh, he got a copy of this bogus report and says he turned it over to the FBI. Because he did what any other citizen would do because he had no idea whether it was valid or not. He would have been only too happy to see Donald Trump disgraced, discredited, and destroyed and his incoming presidency along with it even before it begins. I told you two things yesterday that I didn't know what was true and what was not true. I believed that this was... Trump's political enemies just going for the kill. I also said Trump would need to address it during his news conference yesterday at 11 a.m. at Trump Tower. And boy, did he ever. But there's a whole lot more that's not getting much media attention. The substance of that newscast was substantial, to say the least. So we'll get into the fake news and the real news. And uh, Donald Trump. Not taking any of this laying down and fighting back and, frankly, laying waste to these purveyors of fake news. CNN, BuzzFeed, and all the others. We'll get right into it and um, stay tuned. we got something you absolutely want to hear if you haven't heard it already. That and Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. So, what do you think of that Trump news conference yesterday? 
He hadn't had one since July. He ought to have one about every two hours. I mean, they are informative. They are entertaining. And, boy, I got to tell you, you know who is in charge. He is clearly the boss, okay? And he is not intimidated by anyone in the mainstream media. Here's Trump blasting BuzzFeed and CNN for putting out the fake news that the Russians had compromising professional and personal information on him. Now, when he is asked about, when he's about to start taking reporter questions, CNN's Jim Acosta in the front row goes apoplectic. Come on, where I'm CNN, you're going after us. You got to let me ask my question again. Donald Trump made it very, very clear who's running the news conference. I I want you to listen closely. It's about a minute and a half here as we work our way into all of this. Let's roll it, Yaffe. I think it's a disgrace that information that was false and fake and never happened got released to the public. As far as BuzzFeed, which is a failing pile of garbage, writing it, I think they're going to suffer the consequences. They already are. And as far as CNN going out of their way to build it up. And by the way, we just found out I was coming down, Michael Cohn, I was being, Michael Cohn is a very talented lawyer, he's a good lawyer in my firm, who has just reported that it wasn't this Michael Cohn they were talking about. So all night long, it's Michael Cohn. I said, I want to see your passport. He brings his passport to my office. I say, hey, wait a minute, he didn't leave the country. He wasn't out of the country. They had Michael Cohn of the Trump Organization was in Prague. It turned out to be a different Michael Cohn. It's a disgrace what took place. It's a disgrace. And I think they ought to apologize to start with Michael Cohn. Since you're attacking us, can you give us a question? Since you're, no, Mr. President-elect. Go ahead. Mr. President-elect, since you are attacking no, our news not organization, you. Not can you. you give us a chance? Your organization You are attacking our news organization. Your organization Can you give us a chance Let's to go. ask a question, sir? Go ahead. Sir, can Quiet. you state, can, Mr. President-elect, go ahead. can you state categorically? She's asking a question. Don't Mr. be rude. Mr. President-elect, can you give us a question? Don't be rude. You're attacking us. Can you give us a question? Don't be rude. Can you no, give I'm not us a question? I'm you, not going to give you a can question. You st- can you stay categorically? You are fake news. Sir, Go ahead. can you stay categorically that nobody... No, Mr. President-elect, that's not Go appropriate. Ahead. My God, then I tune in CNN and everybody from Wolf Blitzer to Jake Tapper to Carl Bernstein, one of their analysts, and uh, later on to Anderson Cooper, all just dancing around like spit on a griddle, like they're totally knocked off balance and freaking out, and I don't know what to do about this. You know, and they try to say, well, we didn't put out the specifics that BuzzFeed put out. I don't think BuzzFeed might have put it out at all if if CNN hadn't started running with this and setting the table. And as Trump said, building it all up. Yaffe, that was a memorable exchange there. But in a moment, we're going to get into not the fake news, but the genuine substance. And there was plenty of it on key issues for the incoming Trump administration um, that he imparted in that news conference that that there was more there of great substance and import than I've heard from any of these windbag Obama news conferences where he spends 10 minutes answering every question. I know, that used to drive me crazy. But you're right, um, that the other part's not really getting a lot of attention. The whole fake news thing is what's getting all the attention. Yeah. You think he's fair, what he's saying, shutting down the CNN reporter there yesterday? Um, well, what CNN did technically wasn't fake. I think it was biased. But it wasn't fake. What CNN reported was true. They said they just reported that the intelligence community came out and gave this to Trump. Well, that is what happened. Right. But I don't think they would have reported it if it was Obama. 
or you know a Democrat. I think they they jumped on it really quick because it was Trump. What's your take on the um, the tirade against fake news and the very latest we have this morning on the fake news being just as fake as I suspected it would turn out to be? Four zero seven nine one six fifty four hundred. And what about the news conference? I think this plays to so many of Donald Trump's um, strengths as a charismatic communicator that if he doesn't hold regular news conferences during his presidency, he is missing out on an incredible opportunity to connect with the American people in a way I, I don't know that I've ever seen anybody do. 407-916-5400. So let's talk about now the real news uh, that came down yesterday in that news conference, and there was plenty of it. 407-916-5400. And if you want to react to all that's going on with this fake news fiasco that I think Trump did a great job of fighting back against and shutting down yesterday, 407-916-5400 is the number, and the text line is 23680. Good morning, Orlando. We are glad you are with us. As I say, beyond the fake news thing, uh, there was a lot of real news in that news conference, more than we've gotten out of 10 Obama news conferences, and and very watchable, very understandable. Um, Great communication skills on display by the president-elect yesterday. Kevin in Melbourne on the fake news, though. Go ahead, Kevin, and welcome aboard. Good morning. Hey, bud. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah as I was watching that press conference yesterday, uh, I could tell, you know, that Donald Trump handled it quite well. And uh, But the, the bias was very evident from these reporters, and, and there's no true journalism going on there. They need to realize that if he is going to be president, that they need to treat him like they've been treating Obama. I mean, they're not even treating him with the respect they give Obama. But uh, it was apparent that the bias was there. I agree with that. And it was certainly clear um, how self-righteous and how anti-Trump Jim Acosta was. And Trump's gotten into that it with, Acosta, with Acosta before. Um, a point well taken. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate that. I said that there's a lot of real news, more than I've, we've gotten out of a presidential news conference in a long time. And, and I'm telling you, if Trump doesn't have a news conference, I, I was kidding uh, before when I was on Fox 35 this morning talking about what we're going to be talking about on the radio today, as I do every morning at about 5.15. Uh, I said he ought to be having a news conference about every two hours. Well, that's an exaggeration, of course. But, I mean, the more the better because he's extremely good at it and he gets his point to the American people and, and he plays – the anti-Trump media, uh, you know, like he's playing a grand piano. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> but at any rate, news that came out yesterday, real news. Um, he conceded that he believes now, after his intel pre- briefing, his classified briefing, that it, it was Russia involved in the hacking during the election. He said, though, it could be others as well. He had a message to Putin. He says he shouldn't be doing it. He won't be doing it. Can Russia will have more respect for our country when I'm leading it. Uh, Obamacare, he's going for a very quick, simultaneous repeal and replacement, and he's going to start right away on it. That is a huge undertaking and huge news. He also isn't going to wait on starting to build the wall. I don't want to wait a year, year and a half. I want to start building. He reiterated that Mexico would ultimately reimburse the full cost of the wall. What else yesterday? Okay, let's keep rolling. Um, his Supreme Court nominee to replace Scalia will have it within two weeks of his inauguration. The border tax, 
He says there's going to be more good news about companies staying in the United States coming out shortly, but he repeated his call for a major border tax on those companies that leave to get cheaper labor in other countries and then sell their products back here in the United States. He's going to hit them, and he's going to hit them hard and make that not worth doing to keep them in the United States. He also said he would not divest his vast business holdings. He's turning over control of everything Trump-related in the business world to a trust controlled by his two uh, sons, Eric and Donald Trump. And he also uh, said that he had asked David Shulkin uh, to head the uh, Department of Veterans Affairs and said the guy is fantastic. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. I mean, as I say, Yaffe, a lot of real news came out yesterday, and I think a news conference as as stormy and contentious as raucous as it can be, perhaps with Donald Trump as president, and I see no reason why it would change, um, is a great vehicle for him to reach the American people. Yeah, the secretary of the VA was actually a, a really big story, the one he's going to appoint for that. Yeah. Oh, that was a big deal. He's a holdover from the Obama administration. Right. He's like an undersecretary guy. But he says, you know, we interviewed about 100 people, and this is the one. This is the one to actually get it done and clean it up. And he's got a doctor's background and a great perspective on the VA. Right. Although he is the first one who's never been – he's not a veteran. First one ever who has not been a veteran, which is interesting, too. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's a whole new age in so many ways. Coming up here in just a moment, the news. Uh, Alan in for Deb with the very latest – we're almost 72 hours into the manhunt for Markeith uh, Lloyd locally. No sign of him yet. And uh, now we're moving into a period here uh, where the nation, or rather the nation, I should say the community, even though this is a national story, um, is, uh, is in a host of ways mourning our two fallen officers. Alan? That's right, bud. A vigil for Orlando Police Master Sergeant Deborah Clayton, slain at the Walmart in Pine Hills on Monday. And Orange County Sheriff's Deputy Norman Lewis, killed in a motorcycle crash during the manhunt for Clayton's killer, was held last night at that same Walmart. Deputy Lewis's parents were there, and his mother recalled her son's character. Norman would be just just smiling and looking down on everybody, saying, ain't going to be no pity party here. (laughs) So pick up your boots, walk, run, grab hands, help someone who needs help. And do what you can. Strong woman there, Norman oh, Lewis's yeah. mother. The man on the run from police may have fewer places to turn for help. Orlando police have arrested three people they say helped Markeith Lloyd since the shooting death of his pregnant girlfriend last month. Lloyd's former boss was arrested Tuesday while his niece and ex-girlfriend were arrested Wednesday. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. At his first news conference since winning the election, President-elect Donald Trump attacked multiple media outlets over an unsubstantiated report that Russia obtained compromising information on him. As far as BuzzFeed, which is a failing pile of garbage, writing it, I think they're going to suffer the consequences. They already are. And as far as CNN going out of their way to build it up. The report in question was released by BuzzFeed on Tuesday. It describes how Russian officials obtained personal and financial information about the president-elect, but the report itself has yet to be verified. Trump called it fake news. After three years of political bickering in the state capitol, Florida lawmakers may finally pass a bill to regulate ride-sharing businesses like Lyft and Uber. Senator Jeff Brandis of St. Petersburg says 36 other states have already set up a legal framework for transportation network companies, and Florida needs to get on board. Tourists expect this type of access. Business travelers demand these services. 
and frankly, Floridians deserve it. So we're, this is, we're excited that this is the year. The rideshare bill died last year when it was held up by Senate leadership, but there are 20 rookie senators and a brand new leadership team. And Branda says that changes everything. In Tallahassee, Rick Flagg, News Radio 1025, WFLA. Astronomers at the University of Arizona are being given credit for finding an asteroid that recently zoomed past the Earth. The asteroid was about 75 feet wide and came closer to our planet than the moon. But it turns out that sort of thing happens all the time. You might be surprised to learn that it's not that unusual for, for an asteroid of this size to, to pass this close to the Earth. Something this size is probably passing by the Earth within the orbit of the moon every few days. Catalina Sky Survey Director Eric Christensen says an asteroid the size of the recent one would probably break up harmlessly if it hit Earth's atmosphere. In sports, make it four straight losses for the Magic. Last night in L.A., the Clippers beat Orlando 105-96. to WFLA News Time 636. I'm Alan Spector. News Radio 1025 WFLA. Get these stories and more at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now. Thanks, Alan. Let's bring in Gina Cervetti with the Daily Bloomberg Business Report. Every morning at 635, live from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City. And good Friday Eve to you on a Thursday morning, Gina. Bud, good morning to you. Hey, let's go on the stock market report from yesterday. You've been checking out the futures to give us an indicator of how today's session might unfold as well. Take it away. Right. Well, right now the futures are indicating a lower Wall Street open. The Dow futures down about 39 points. But we did have a higher close on Wall Street yesterday after President-elect Donald Trump's first press conference since the election. Biotech shares did plunge after Trump said the industry needs more competitive drug bidding. The Dow was up 99 points, though, to 19,954. The S&P added six, or about three-tenths percent, to 22.75. And the Nasdaq was up 12 points to 55.64. We have crude up this morning just over 1 percent and just under $53 a barrel. Okay, and you got a couple of economic reports you have your eyes on for today. What can you tell us in that score, uh, Gina? Well, we get that weekly jobless claim number report. We have the Bloomberg Consumer Comfort Index that comes out once a week. We get the December report on import prices, and several Fed speakers will get attention today, including Chair Janet Yellen, who hosts a town hall with educators in Washington, D.C. Apparently there's a new report out, Gina, um, that indicates an awful lot of Americans do not have the savings, the financial reserves, to handle unexpected bills, right? That's right. Uh, Many Americans, according to Bankrate, are in a very tough spot when it comes to paying for an unexpected expense. Bankrate says almost 6 in 10 Americans don't have enough set aside to pay for a $500 car repair or a $1,000 emergency room bill. And it's not a matter of if, says Bankrate, but when that unexpected expense is going to pop up. And, of course, the best way to prepare is to have that emergency fund ready, as difficult as that may be. Also, it turns out that millennials, bud, the younger adults, are Mm -hmm. actually the most equipped generation to pay for such an expense right now. 47% said they would be able to tap their savings, up from 33% back in 2014. How about those millennials, the Yaffe generation, as we call them here? <laughs> Good on with their money. Good morning, Orlando. Very impressive there, Yaffe. And finally, it doesn't really surprise me that people in general are drinking less milk than they once did. But what surprises me in your story is how the dairy industry is responding to that. <laughs> The dairy industry is smiling. That doesn't sound right, does it? But that's because here in America, 
We love cheese, Bud, and even as people continue to reduce their actual milk use, the cows are producing the most milk ever. The glut has eroded dairy income, but the industry is actually getting a boost from demand for cheese and for butter. On average, Americans eat 35 pounds of cheese a year, and that is the most since the government tracking began in 1975. Pizza chains are among those benefiting. They're bucking an industry restaurant, a restaurant industry slump, adding cheesier additions you may have noticed to their menus. And by the way, butter use was at an all-time high last year at 870,000 tons. Wow, I'm no big fan of butter, but I got to tell you, I love cheese. Do you have a favorite cheese? I'm an oh, extra gosh. sharp cheddar guy is what I love. I love cheddar. I love provolone and mozzarella. I love cheddar so sharp you pucker when you eat it. Uh, <laughs> something about that that is just the best. Interesting how the dairy industry is shifting here. Less milk being consumed, but more cheese, more butter. Fascinating stuff, as always, on all levels. Uh, when you uh, bring us your uh, Bloomberg Business Report. And, uh, Gina, have a great Friday Eve, and we will catch you tomorrow morning, okay? Okay, thanks, bud. Have a great day. Yeah, good deal. We're going to tie into the confirmation hearings for Secretary of State nominee Rex Tillerson yesterday and for Jeff Sessions and a fellow senator making history uh, in a bid to destroy uh, Sessions' nomination for attorney general it's all ahead in your phone calls as well 407-916-5400 text line is 23680 we're diving right into all of this and we'll have a whole lot more as well and orlando's news weather and traffic too in just two minutes for you on news radio 1025 wfla just to be clear i see no way barring some cataclysmic event that any of trump's nominees fail to get confirmed Most of them are absolutely worthy of confirmation, and, and, the Republicans have the votes. I wouldn't be at all surprised if Rubio votes down Tillerson. He just has a real problem with him, and it's not just the moral clarity thing that he cites. He thinks he's uh, uh, he's much, much too cozy and tight with Russia. He's had all those relationships for so many years running the big oil company. Um, He knows Putin very well, and... um, and he, he, he just thinks that uh, he's not tough enough on Russia and on Putin. Um, Trump's nominee for Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, I thought, gave a great accounting of himself yesterday. I mean, th- this guy is well-spoken, well-versed, um, just seems fundamentally honest, and I thought was very, very pragmatic in a lot of his answers. You know, talking about Russia... He says, listen, Russia's never going to be our friend. Russia sees the world differently than we see the world, and that is not going to change. But he says, you have to understand that you've got to take this issue by issue and event by event. There are scenarios in which Russia has been, can be, and needs to continue to be um, essentially an ally, not always an enemy. Sometimes an adversary, but an adversary is somebody we need to attempt to work with. I think that's a pragmatic approach to the real world. I truly do. But let's listen to Trump's nominee for Secretary of State Rex Tillerson now, longtime ExxonMobil CEO, questioned for something like nine hours yesterday on a wide range of issues. Here's just a sample. Does Russia have a, in your view, a legal claim to Crimea? No, sir. That was a taking of territory that was uh, not theirs. Is Vladimir Putin a war criminal? 
I would not use that term. Do you support creating a national registry for American Muslims? Uh, I would need to, to have a lot more uh, information around how such an approach would even be constructed. And let me ask you, do you lack the knowledge to answer my question or are you refusing to answer my question? A little of both. Um, <laughs> I, I have a hard time believing you lack the knowledge to answer my question. That was on, on climate change, okay? That was on climate change. Um, Yaffe, what's your takeaway from the montage on Tillerson yesterday? And do you agree with me? This guy's going to sail through to confirmation. I he think, is. I think they all it's will. It's as simple as that. I believe they all will as well. Yeah, it's kind of like what you said. The Republicans have the votes. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Rubio will end up voting for him, too. He wants to talk a lot of game right now, but I think in the end he'll end up voting for him. The thing that kind of jumped out of me was the whole Muslim registry thing. The fact that he wasn't willing to flat out deny he wouldn't do that. Um, I mean... Can get a lot of different takes out of that. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, be interesting to see how that all gets resolved uh, because he and he and um, uh, Trump will have to be on the same page on that. Oh well, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's probably why he didn't want to say anything yeah, against exactly. Him. But I just thought he was impressive. I really did, and I and I think um, I I think it's uh, going to be interesting to have his his business background and and uh, he knows all the key players on the world stage among our you know allies and our adversaries. He sounds similar to Trump in that he doesn't take uh, gruff from a lot of people. You know what I mean? No, but doesn't... in a in a in a in a really gentle way. I mean, you know, yeah. he, he's not quite the hammer that Trump is. Right, right. But he's just not going to take it. He'll fight back in a way. Kind of a velvet hammer, if you will. Um, yeah. On Jeff Sessions here, uh, efforts continue to destroy Donald Trump's um, attorney general nominee. We had another senator grandstanding uh, for his 2020 presidential run. Uh, yesterday, making history, doing something no other fellow senator had ever done in a scenario where a colleague is up for a cabinet post, actually protesting it. We'll get into that unsavory situation and take your phone calls on the Trump nominees for the key cabinet positions, 407-916-5400, text line 23680. What do you think? It's important stuff, and you are a member of the smartest audience in talk radio. Gaffey, what do you see on the text line coming in at 23680 as we talk about the key nominees for uh, cabinet posts in the Trump administration? Well, yeah, we were talking about Rubio and how Rubio was kind of tough on Tillerson because um, his connections with Russia and he thinks he might be too lenient with Russia. One person said, kudos to Rubio. The reason for the Russian love fest is now becoming clear. This is according to this texter. Exxon wants to remove all sanctions to cash in a half a trillion dollar gamble on Russian oil, selling out our national security for crony capitalism. Whoa. This person thinks that the reason why Trump and Tillerson like Russia so much is because they want money, interest, oil. Wow. All right. Interesting there. Now, Jeff Sessions um, went through a second day of confirmation hearings yesterday for attorney general. And um, and this was history making because it's never happened before that anybody is aware of his fellow senator, Democrat from New Jersey, Cory Booker, who has presidential aspirations very, very clearly for 2020, um, actually testified against Sessions and trotted out some civil rights leaders to essentially say that Sessions has been and is still a racist, and he is unworthy of the office of attorney general. And, um, you know, and, and it's a grandstand. 
Uh, and, and, and they're just trying to destroy a good man here in Jeff Sessions, who I think has answered all of those questions uh, dating back to a, um, uh, a rejection of his nomination to a federal judgeship in, in 1986 when he said he made racially insensitive comments. He didn't say that, but others said, and he said, you know, I, uh, I never harbored any of those, um, those animosities. I might not have answered the questions too well, uh, but I, I, believe me, I'm not the monster they tried to paint me as, and they tried to repaint him that way yesterday. Um, I hated what was going on there. It was really great, though, because uh, on behalf of Jeff Sessions, there were three black pastors who also came and testified on his behalf, saying Sessions has a commitment to both strong law enforcement and equal justice for all. Sessions is going to sail through. All the other nominees are as well. Frank is in Deltona on what they're trying to do to Jeff Sessions. Good morning. Hello there, Frank. Yeah, top of the morning. Let me turn off my radio. Uh, I really like your show. I listen every morning. Thank you. I got 30 um, seconds for you before we got to do news. Right, Go Jeff, ahead. Jeff Sessions, Jeff Sessions is being treated unfairly, uh, especially by that senator from New Jersey. He's, he's disgusting, quite frankly. Uh, I think he's an honorable individual, and he's going to go ahead and, and win it, okay? and it as he should. Well, they have, the Republicans have the votes, and uh, there's a lot of goodwill toward Jeff Sessions. Th- th- this was, I thought, a really ugly, racially-based um, political grandstand by an ambitious Cory Booker. Pretty unattractive stuff, I thought, yesterday. I really did appreciate that. Um, Kevin Roberts still under the weather. She's out again today, and Alan Spector is bringing us all of the news, local, national, you name it. And uh, locally here, the manhunt continues for Markeith Lloyd, the cop killer. Now, they don't have him yet, but arrests are being made um, by local law enforcement, people who um, they believe know more than they've been telling. So all of that is coming up. Three arrested now for helping suspected cop killer Markeith Lloyd. And medical marijuana moving forward in Florida. It's the Thursday edition of Good Morning Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit guaranteedwrittenoffer.com. We're going to get into this new Pew poll um, of police across this country. And um, also a very, very special tribute to fallen officers on a day when we continue to mourn the two we have lost here in the central Florida area. Good morning, Orlando. Good morning from us all at 6.59. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. And we are glad you're with us for an update now on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning, an accused cop killer's helpers under arrest. Details coming up in one minute. And... Some pretty stunning findings in a new poll of police nationwide. Coming up here on Good Morning Orlando. 702 on News Radio 1025. Three people accused of helping suspected cop killer Mark Heath Lloyd have been arrested as accessories. Lloyd's former supervisor at a fried chicken restaurant was taken into custody Tuesday. His niece and an ex girlfriend were arrested Wednesday. Appearing on Good Morning Orlando Wednesday, Orange County Sheriff Jerry Demings said authorities are reasonably sure that Lloyd is still in the area, but they are prepared if he's not. We have certainly uh, expanded uh, this search to uh, include if, if he leaves the area. 
we have resources and plans to uh, to intercept him if, if he uh, leaves the area or tries to leave the area. Floyd is wanted for Monday's slaying of Orlando Police Master Sergeant Deborah Clayton and the December murder of his pregnant ex-girlfriend. And um, Clayton was murdered uh, in this hour three mornings ago, so mm. it's now 72 hours into the all-out manhunt, and we will continue to follow it for you. And a viewing will be held later today for the Orange County Sheriff's deputy killed in a motorcycle crash during the manhunt for accused cop killer Markeith Lloyd. The viewing for Deputy First Class Norman Lewis, scheduled for 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. at First Baptist Church of Orlando on South John Young Parkway. Lewis's funeral service will be held at the same location tomorrow at 11 a.m., the funeral for Master Sergeant Deborah Clayton will be held at First Baptist Church of Orlando, the same church, on Saturday at 2 p.m. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. It'll be a few months before the Florida legislature can pass a new law implementing the medical marijuana amendment approved last year by the voters. But Christian Bax at the State Health Department says there are some serious legal deadlines. Amendment 2 provides an extremely tight timeline for the Department of Health to move forward with rulemaking. Even under a very benign issue with very little public comment, six months um, for rulemaking, nine months for implementation is extremely tight. If the health department does not meet those deadlines, Amendment 2 says every person in the state has the right to sue. So Back says they can't wait on the legislature and will start the rulemaking process as soon as possible. Florida Senator Marco Rubio has signaled his willingness to vote against confirming Secretary of State nominee Rex Tillerson Rubio said he was disappointed with the former ExxonMobil CEO's moral clarity during his confirmation hearings. The U.S. Senate is moving to repeal Obamacare. Senators narrowly approved a resolution early today that instructs key committees to draft bills that would repeal the Affordable Care Act. President-elect Donald Trump said at his Wednesday news conference that repeal and replacement should happen simultaneously. Florida's senior U.S. senator said during a hearing of the Commerce Committee that the U.S. should look at an increase in airport security in the wake of the shooting last week at Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. While we've made some progress in last year's FAA bill to double the number of the Viper teams, the dog teams, and bolster the screening of airport workers, this tragic shooting serves as a reminder that our work to improve airport security remains a constant challenge. Bill Nelson says now is a good time to examine what had been accomplished and to see what else can be done to bolster security. WFLA News Time 706. Watch as identical twins separated at adoption find each other again. Online now at 1025wfla.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Inspector in for Deb, who's still under the weather. We wish her well and a swift recovery. Yaffe's in the control room. And if you can't get enough of my fabulous executive producer here in Good Morning Orlando, how about spending some time this evening with him? It's Primetime Yaffe, a.k.a. your own show on WFLA. Yes. Beyond Reason tonight. Yes, growing in popularity by leaps and bounds. But, yeah, Beyond Reason Radio, we're going to do a lot more shows 
um, this year during the week, and we're doing it tonight, 8 to 10 p.m., and tomorrow night as well, 6 to 9 p.m., so it'll be good stuff. What are you going to do, bunk in in the uh, control room and just show up here tomorrow maybe, morning? Maybe, maybe. 8 to 10 tonight, right? Yes, 8 to 10 tonight, so it'll be a good show. We'll talk about Obama's farewell, Trump's press conference, and any anything that happens today should be a lot of interesting news, and politics especially today. Same phone number and text line, yes. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Yeah, should be should be a lot of fun as always. Absolutely right. Join Yaffe tonight, prime time, 8 until 10. You will be glad you did, and he's doing it again tomorrow night. All part of the growing, relentless, inexorable mm-hmm. pro-Yaffe movement. It must be nice to be young and be able to work all day and all night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I take a nice nap in the afternoon, I'm not going to lie. Okay. Yeah. He might be taking one right now. You never know. He could yeah. just nod off. He gets keeps one eye open. We think he's still working. He's just, he's, you know. Don't give away the secrets, bud. All right. Coming up here uh, on a very serious note now as we mourn the loss of these two officers and uh, this agonizing all-out manhunt for um, Mark Keith Lloyd, we've got a couple of things. There is a brand-new poll out, the first national measure, really, of how police feel about the debate ongoing about how police treat black Americans in this country and the great divide there. Um, and, and we'll give you the results. And we have a very, very special tribute to Fallen Officers, uh, a musical tribute, a little later in this half hour, courtesy of one of our listeners who pointed out something that the Budman somehow had never encountered before. You will want to hear that. It is coming up. We'll have all of this coming up from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit guaranteedwrittenoffer.com. This is Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you in just two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. You know, back in 2014, there was the fatal police shooting in Ferguson, Missouri, of Michael Brown. You know, um, hands up, don't shoot, and all of that. Uh, but but it but it turned out that what the cop did uh, was found to have been justifiable. That he feared for his own life. That Michael Brown was charging toward him. Uh, but it torched a national protest movement. The Freddie Gray situation in Baltimore uh, added to it, and on and on and on. And it has changed the face of policing. And it's the police themselves who are confirming that. And the results of a survey of nearly 8,000 local officers in departments of more than 100 cops or more across this country, which pretty clearly means, although I don't know it firsthand, that we have some input from Orlando police and Orange County sheriff's officers as well who are suffering the loss of the two officers this week, as we know. It's the first nationally representative measure of police reaction to the debate about officers' treatment of black Americans, okay? And here are some of what is revealed. This was done last summer, this poll, by the National Police Research Platform in partnership with Pew Research. 72% of police say their colleagues are now more hesitant to stop and question suspicious individuals in the wake of this protest movement that erupted out of the Michael Brown situation, principally in Ferguson, Missouri. 86% say police work is more difficult because of the high-profile incidents. Fatal attacks among officers have increased, causing fear among police. About 9 in 10 officers say colleagues now worry more about safety than they ever have before. 
Two-thirds of officers, 67%, say the highly publicized fatal encounters between officers and black Americans are isolated, while a third say they are indicative of a larger problem. What else? Officers are skeptical about the, skeptical about the motives of protesters. Listen to this. This is police. Nearly all officers say long-standing anti-police bias is largely the motivation. 68% believe that. 24% say it's some of the motivation for the protests. And 6 in 10 white and Hispanic officers say their relationship with black communities is excellent or good. What about black officers? Only a third feel that their relationship with black communities is excellent or good. Real racial divide among police. There, twice as many black officers characterize the the relationship with police in the black communities as fair or poor. But we'd share that with you. It is just out as we um, continue to mourn the loss of our two officers here and hunt, hunt for the accused cop killer. Guys? Um, honestly, it doesn't surprise me as much as you would think. We are so divided on racial lines, in my opinion, even with cops. You know, they're still we're still divided on racial lines too much, I think. What about it, Paul? Uh, it surprised me a little bit more. I would think in the positions that they are, their numbers wouldn't be such a big difference in opinion. You mean divided along racial lines? Police of various, you know. Well, I expected them to have a difference of opinion, but I didn't expect it to be 60-30 or 70-20 as it is in some sp- some instances here. You know, uh, I don't know how we get beyond where we are here, and it is quite clear to law enforcement, and we've had both Chief Mina and uh, Sheriff Demings on this week, uh, saying that it is very, very clear that there are those who are harboring um, this guy, Mark Heath Lloyd. I mean, what what is the mentality there? I mean, come on. we. I mean, he, he's black. The two officers who are dead are both black. People know what this guy very clearly has done, and yet they will not help police to find him. Well, I don't think they're harboring him because of his race. I think the people that are harboring him, if you notice, they're all either close friends or family members of him. I don't think... Well, those are the ones who have been arrested. Him. I have no idea who's harboring him. I have no idea. Neither so do you. We, so then we can't assume or imply that it's because of their race. But how do we get beyond this no-snitch mentality in a lot of black communities in this country where they where they where they simply will not give police the information they need to find the bad guys you give the uh you give the people who are the bad guys uh just punishment so that there is no repercussion for the one who snitches your reaction to the um new survey of police and how their job has changed post ferguson 407 916 5400. You can text me at 23680. A musical tribute to fallen officers across America is just ahead. Now, as we prepare in Central Florida to continue mourning and delay to rest, slain Orlando Police Master Sergeant Deborah Clayton and Orange County Sheriff's Deputy First Class Norman Lewis, and the manhunt continues for Markeith Lloyd. Something came to me yesterday via a phone voicemail in my office from a listener I've responded to but not talked with personally. I left him a voicemail. I want to thank him right now. His name is Eddie Shoup. He said, you know, Bud, in the wake of uh, of having lost these two officers this week, you might want to play a very special song. Well, you know what? I love law enforcement and I love music, but for some reason I have a blind spot and I had never heard this song before. 
and it goes back many years. It was recorded, and you're about to hear a portion of it, by a country music legend, the name of Eddie Arnold. And it just seems so poignant and so relevant today. Eddie Shoup, thank you for putting me on to Somebody Killed a Policeman Today. Somebody killed a policeman today And a part of America died A piece of our country he swore to protect Will be buried with him at his side The suspect who shot him will stand up in court With counsel demanding his rights While a young widowed mother must work for her kids And spend many long, lonely nights The beat that he walked was a battlefield too Just as if he'd gone off to war Though the flag of our nation won't fly at half-mast To his name they will add a gold star Yeah, somebody killed a policeman today Maybe in your town or mine While we slept in comfort Behind our locked doors A cop put his life on the line Now his ghost walks the beat On a dark city street And he stands at each new rookie's side He answered the call Of himself gave his all And a part of America Somebody killed a policeman today by the late country legend Eddie Arnold. Um, I discovered that courtesy of our listener Eddie Shoup. And Eddie, we want to thank you, all of us here, uh, because I think it makes a a very poignant point, you know, that while we're dealing with the current pain and the explosion of of attacks, um, some fatal on law enforcement here, killing cops is not new in this country. God bless all those who put their lives on the line, on the thin blue line that protects us all. A vigil for two law enforcement officers, though two we've lost and been talking about. Lyft and Uber also in the news. They could be subject to state regulation. We'll find out about that and more. In again for uh, Deborah Roberts, uh, Alan Spector with our news here on Good Morning Orlando at 729. And apropos of our conversation about policing for the first half hour of our 7 o'clock hour here on Good Morning Orlando, the manhunt for Mark Heath Lloyd continues, Alan. It was just over 72 hours ago, bud, that Orlando Police Master Sergeant Deborah Clayton was gunned down at a Walmart in Pine Hills. A vigil was held last night at that same Walmart to honor Clayton and Orange County Sheriff's Deputy Norman Lewis, who was killed in a motorcycle crash during the manhunt for Clayton's killer. 
Lewis's parents were at that vigil last night, and his mother talked about her son. When Norman was little, he always wanted to make a difference. And he always said, Mom, you and Dad said... We have to help one another. There's hope in Orlando that history will repeat itself when it comes to finding the man who shot and killed a police officer. Mark Heath Lloyd is still on the loose despite about 600 tips phoned into Crime Line since Monday's deadly shooting. Police are not discouraged, however. The last time a police officer was shot and killed in the city 10 years ago, they say it took just two tips out of hundreds to break the case. Anyone who knows anything is urged to call 911 or Crime Line at 800-423-TIPS. The reward for information leading to Lloyd's capture, $100,000. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Thousands of Orlando families could soon find themselves with noisy neighbors by their own choice. The city council has approved the sale of about 2,000 acres near Orlando International Airport to a developer. Plans for the land call for about 3,000 single-family homes and about 2,000 apartments. There's no word on when construction will start. Wait, wait, why is this noisy? What does that do in being noisy neighbors? New, because they'll be living near the airport. The airport is the oh, noisy neighbor. And they I will see. they'll be buying homes there knowing, knowing they're going to gotcha. have noisy neighbors. Gotcha. Okay. I.e. the airport. Okay, gotcha. Is that okay. working for you, Effie? Just just making sure. Okay. But they but they're okay with that because I'll be happy to start diagramming these stories yes, for please, you, Mike. Please do that. <laughs> After three years of battling over state regulation of rideshare companies like Uber and Lyft, the Florida legislature may actually do something in 2017. The bill died last year because it never got out of the Florida Senate. But after the election, there's a whole new Senate. We have new faces, new visions, and I think this year we have uh, a Senate that is uh, very focused on this issue. And so we think that this is the year we have 20 new senators. We have a new leadership and a new vision for the state. That's Senator Jeff Brandis of St. Petersburg, one of the sponsors of the ride-sharing bill. It establishes statewide standards for the transportation companies and wipes out any local laws that would conflict with state regulations. I wonder what those standards are going to be. Why not just let them do what they're doing? What, what kind of regulations do you need for them? I don't understand. It'll probably be something like they have to be a taxi company. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All of a sudden, the news is a group effort here. Absolutely right, but at least we're all listening. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I, I'm just curious. Uh, it's a big issue to me, I think, to a lot of people. A lot of people use Uber. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what these standards are going to be. Why do you even need them? Stay tuned. Further yeah. updates coming. Exactly. Okay. President-elect Trump's attorney is denying ties to an unverified report that Moscow has compromising information about the incoming commander-in-chief. Michael Cohen told Fox News he never spoke with Russian officials in Prague, contrary to what the dossier states. The problem is that it affected my family, it affected my wife, my in-laws, my children, and that's not okay. And I believe CNN and BuzzFeed and others owe them a serious apology. BuzzFeed published the 35-page dossier in full. The president-elect on Wednesday called the website a hot pile of garbage. Well, the whole thing turns out to be fake, and they had the wrong Michael Cohen right. identified was the issue there. Got any questions about that, Mike? In sports, Miami Dolphins defensive coordinator Vance Joseph will be introduced today as the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. And elsewhere, bud, yeah. a news station in Texas says a report about Amazon Echo caused some of its viewers' devices to try to place orders. It happened when KXAN's morning show was doing a report about a six-year-old North Carolina girl 
who ordered a $150 dollhouse through Amazon Echo without her parents' permission. When the anchor repeated the girl's words of, Alexa, can you order me a dollhouse? The network says it triggered some viewers' Amazon Echo devices to begin ordering one. Oh, no. <laughs> which may have just happened because I just said the same phrase. Oh, no. <laughs> Luckily, unlike the girl's parents in the story, all the viewers affected were able to cancel their orders. Alexa, set alarm for 6 a.m. for 540 WFLA. There we oh, go. Oh, I like that. Yeah, or News Radio 1025. Alexa, transfer funds to account number. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see if this works. Well, Taco Bell's newest food creation involves a taco shell made out of chicken. Ooh. The naked chicken chalupa has a taco shell made entirely out of marinated all-white crispy chicken. Now, normally you make a taco shell out of of corn, right? Like out of cornmeal, isn't that right? Yeah. Corn flour. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What else? Is that what you normally make it out of, but not chicken? I would think so. All right. This sounds delicious. This sounds rough on the chicken. Well, inside, (laughs) well, a lot of things are rough on chickens these days. True. Inside the shell, there's lettuce, tomatoes, cheddar cheese, and an avocado ranch dressing. The uh, naked chicken chalupa will go on sale for three bucks on January 26th. What do they call it? The naked chicken chalupa. (laughs) Sounds good. It sounds like they don't put any meat inside it, though, do they? Or do they? Or is is it there's, just the shell that's? There's the meat? no mention of meat inside the chicken chalupa. I like this. Would you take a shot at that? Oh Gabby? yeah, I love Taco yeah. Bell. Yeah. Next yeah. thing you know, they make a hamburger with the meat outside the bun. Well, KFC kind of did that. That's right, they did. <laughs> that was pretty good, actually. That's good. Yaffe's hanging in until they make a taco out of hot sauce. You know. Actually, they already have that. Which he drinks by the gallon. What? They have um. They have uh, volcano tacos where the yeah. shell is spicy. No kidding. Steer me away from that. That'd be the oh, end of the book, so man. so good. <laughs> Apparently, he's a regular customer of Taco Bell. <laughs> I really am. It's kind of sad. Alan, you got a lot of A material here this morning. You want to drop by and uh, try this on us again a little later on? All right. If you got nothing cooking just after 8 o'clock, we'd love to see you. All right. I'll be here. All right. Alan Spector in for Deb this morning. Time for the Daily Sound Judgment Game. And as always, our great prize up for grabs. Tell us about it today, Paul. Well, it's time for your family to be amazed as you get ready for an exhilarating adventure with extraordinary circus artists and magnificent exotic animals. Like our big cats, awaken the spirit of children of all ages, and stir the imagination of your family with Ringling Brothers presents Circus Extreme. It's time to have some extreme fun. Visit 1025WFLA.com for more info and get your tickets. A pair of tickets to Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus Extreme coming to the Amway Center January 12th through the 15th. And that's today for nine shows. And you're going on us if you have the right answer to the sound judgment question. 407 916 5400 is the number to call. If somebody gets a wrong answer, you can get in in a later round and win. Here we go. History was made yesterday during Senate confirmation hearings for Trump's. Attorney General nominee, Alabama Senator Jeff Sessions, for the first time ever, a sitting senator testified against a Senate colleague up for a cabinet post. Listen now to this sound cut and use your sound judgment to name this U.S. senator. Senator Sessions has not demonstrated a commitment to a central requisite of the job to aggressively pursue the congressional mandate of civil rights, equal rights, and justice for all of our citizens. 
You've heard the voice. Now give me the name of that United States senator. Let's begin on line three today. Line three, you're up. I have no idea. Thank you very much. That line is open. Opportunity knocks. Grab the line at 407-916-5400. Line two, name that senator. Man, that's a tough one, but sorry, me neither. All right, 407-916-5400. I actually gave you the answer earlier in the show, so we'll reward our listeners who are able to be with us the longest. Line one, name that senator. Cory Booker. Yes, the Democrat from New Jersey sends you to the greatest show on earth here in Orlando. You've won our circus tickets. What do you think? I'm not a big I'm not a big fan, but I knew who it was. Well, you're not a big fan of Cory Booker or the circus. No, uh, I'm a huge fan of yours, but not a fan of Cory Booker. But what about the circus? Awesome. All right, you're going on us. Give me your first name, if you will. Matt. Matt, thank you very much. Don't go away. You're a man of few words, but you're our winner. Paul will talk to you off air, and you are headed to the Ringling Brothers Circus on us. Congratulations to you. All right, we're back with you here at 757. Make that 758 on a Thursday morning, and we are glad you're with us on the 50,000-watt front porch. Good morning, Orlando, from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit GuaranteedRiddenOffer.com. Now, um, at about 10 after 8, we're bringing on our national correspondent, Joe Gomez, who's all over that explosive Trump news conference yesterday and the confirmation hearings for his key cabinet nominees. You'll get the very latest on that. We've been all over it earlier, but we're going to give it to you in compressed form with Joe Gomez, who's always terrific. Breaking health and medical news from my doctor, Ken Kronhaus, on the House call, um, and that will be coming up at 20 after 8. And um, among other things, a brand new study that is linking stuttering to something that may surprise you and the connection between stress in your life and your risk of heart attack and stroke. The very latest on that, talking sports with Tom Morgan and much more as we roll into our number three on the Thursday edition here of Good Morning Orlando with Alan Spector in for Deb again this morning, focusing on three people so far accused of helping fugitive Markeith Lloyd, who has still not been found, and Marco Rubio puts a Trump nominee on the hot seat. Good Morning Orlando at 7.59. Now traffic and weather together every 10 minutes on the 10s. We look so westbound on I-4 from Lake Mary Boulevard past 436 because of a crash off to the side. The known way slow from the 408 into Florida's Turnpike because of an accident blocking the left lane. Southbound I-95 is temporarily closed because of an accident near U.S. 92. Use Williamson Boulevard instead. A serious crash investigation blocks eastbound Colonial Drive from Westmoreland Drive into Paramore Avenue. There's a wreck on 535 at Hotel Plaza Boulevard. And if you see traffic problems, call the Safe Touch Security Tip Line at 866-676-8477. From the Traffic Center, I'm Daisy Ash. Your News Radio 102. 25 exclusive AccuWeather forecast, mostly sunny today, high 79. At the attractions, 59 degrees, 58 in Orlando under sunny skies. 802 on News Radio 1025. Authorities are making good on promises to go after people they think helped a fugitive in the weeks before he was wanted in the fatal shooting of an Orlando police sergeant. Mark Heath Lloyd's niece and an ex-girlfriend were arrested on an accessory charge on Wednesday as was Lloyd's supervisor at a fried chicken restaurant the day before. Appearing on Good Morning Orlando Wednesday, Orange County Sheriff Jerry Demings warned that would happen. I couldn't have been any clearer in these press events 
that we have given that if we are able to prove that uh, you have provided any type of substantial assistance to harboring a, a, a criminal, uh, that we were going to go after you, and that's precisely what we're going to do. A viewing will be held later today for the Orange County Sheriff's deputy killed in a motorcycle crash during the manhunt for accused cop killer Markeith Lloyd. The viewing for Deputy First Class Norman Lewis is scheduled from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. at First Baptist Church of Orlando, 3000 South John Young Parkway. Lewis's funeral service will be held at the same location tomorrow at 11 a.m. The funeral for slain Orlando Police Master Sergeant Deborah Clayton will be held at First Baptist Church of Orlando on Saturday at 2 p.m. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Republican Senator Marco Rubio of Florida grilled Secretary of State nominee Rex Tillerson at Tillerson's Secretary of State confirmation hearings Wednesday, Rubio questioned Tillerson about allegations that Russian President Vladimir Putin has had his political opponents killed. Are you aware that people who oppose Vladimir Putin wind up dead all over the world, poisoned, shot in the back of the head? And uh, do you think that was coincidental, or do you think that it is quite possible or likely, as I believe, that they were part of an effort to murder his political opponents? Well, people who speak up for freedom in uh, regimes that are repressive are, are often at threat, and, and, this, and these things happen to them. Tillerson said he would need more evidence before assigning blame to Putin, who gave him an Order of Friendship Award in 2013. In the wake of last Friday's mass shooting at the Fort Lauderdale Airport, Florida's other U.S. Senator, Democrat Bill Nelson, says his chamber and the Secretary of Transportation's office have an opportunity to look into airport security and see what can be done to improve things. This year's FAA reauthorization bill that we will have to take up could be a good place to start if more needs to be done to prevent (laughs) similar tragedies from occurring. Nelson made the comments during his opening remarks at the Commerce Committee's confirmation hearing for Elaine Chao, the president-elect's nominee to be the next Secretary of Transportation. Florida lawmakers are working on a bill to implement the medical marijuana amendment approved by voters in November. But officials at the state health department are not waiting on the legislature. Kristen Bax at the Office of Compassionate Use only has six months to draft new rules and nine months to implement them. As anyone who's read the amendment, um, every citizen of Florida is given a cause of action to sue the Florida Department of Health to compel performance if we don't meet that six-month or nine-month timeline. He's hoping lawmakers will pass a medical marijuana bill during the session that starts in March, but that will take several months, and Back says the health department will have to start without it. WFLA News Time. Where do we work? WFLA News Time is 8.06. We okay here? That's I, what you get for earlier, bashing me about asking questions. What, that it, was karma. Thanks a lot. <laughs> what, do you have a voodoo doll with my face May, on it maybe, in there? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> All right, WFLA News Time is 8.06. Cows as big as elephants may soon roam Europe. That story online now at 1025wfla.com. I can't wait. That sounds exciting. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Hedinger and Deborah Roberts on News Radio 1025. Yes, that was Karma. The news with Karma Spector in for Deborah Roberts this morning. Nice job, Karma. I'm just thinking cows as big as elephants. How'd you like to milk that thing? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. I was thinking like a big steak or something, but yeah, it doesn't sound very. I got to go check out the website for that. 1025 WFLA. Huh? Apparently, scientists are working on reviving uh, the big creatures that roamed the earth many, many years ago. 
So what are we going to have? Cows the size of a brontosaurus before they're done with this? Maybe. I feel like I've seen a mo- movies where that doesn't end well. <laughs> I just. Well, no, no, no. It's just one of those cheesy black and white sci-fi flicks from 1955, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it makes me think of like, you know, Jurassic Park. Anyway, and- we got serious stuff to talk about here in a moment. We're going to have a live report on that explosive Trump news conference yesterday that we've been talking about. And um, uh, also on the um, on the confirmation hearings for for Tillerson and Sessions, you'll be talking about these things, I'm sure, tonight on a very special edition of Yaffe's Prime Time Show on WFLA. Talk about it. Yes, well, it's called Beyond Reason Radio, as everyone knows already, and where I'm the voice of reason in the world that is beyond reason. And we're going to talk a lot about Trump's press conference, Obama's farewell address, and any breaking news. I'm sure Senate confirmation hearings will continue on today. Right. So we're going to talk about that. I think I have to talk about this Uber thing, too. Sure. That I brought up earlier about regulations they want on Uber. All right, you're on WFLA right here. Uh, same phone numbers and text. Yes, uh, 8 p.m. Yep, 8 to 10 p.m. tonight. Special edition of Beyond Reason. I call it primetime Yaffe tonight and tomorrow night here. And a lot more in 2017 um, than you have um, uh, had an opportunity uh, to hear Yaffe in primetime prior to now. In a moment, our national correspondent Joe Gomez on the uh, explosive news conference with Donald Trump yesterday, the whole fake news thing and all the real news that came out of that news conference and the confirmation hearings as well. That and the house call with Dr. K and breaking health and medical news you'll hear no place else this half hour alone on uh, Good Morning Orlando. And it all begins. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit guaranteedwrittenoffer.com. And we kick it off here in just two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Spent a lot of time on the Trump News Conference yesterday, the fake news angle, and all the real news that came out of it, and on the confirmation hearings for uh, key cabinet picks in the Trump administration. Uh, for those of you just joining us right now, we're going to kind of uh, compress it into short form, and nobody does that better than our uh, News Radio 1025 national correspondent, Joe Gomez, who's been following all of this. Great to have you back with us on Good Morning Orlando, and good morning to you, Joe. Good morning. Thanks for having me, bud. Well, you've watched a lot of news conferences uh, over a lot of years with a lot of presidents or incoming presidents. Uh, that was quite a scene, uh, the Trump news conference yesterday, wasn't it? It was, and I think it was the first time that a president-elect actually called out a uh, a White House uh, correspondent. Uh, CNN's uh, Jim Acosta called him out, basically said, "Look, you know, you're representing somebody, uh, an organization that uh, is giving fake news out." And he also called out BuzzFeed onto the carpet based on some questionable story that they had uh, released as well. So it was uh, it was it was a fiery scene. I, I, I've never seen anything like that before. And I know that uh, for uh, for CNN's Jim Acosta, when he started shouting out at Donald Trump, uh, Trump's communication director said that if you if you keep on making uh, uh, outbursts like that, you could potentially be kicked out and and barred from future press conferences. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But lost in a lot of the media coverage was how much substance that came out of that news conference yesterday. He had things to say about Obamacare, and he had things to say about the wall, and on and on it went. 
Well, right. I mean, he talked about, for instance, he had the, uh, I, I, I think, a, a big pile of papers there next to him on a, on a table, but yeah. he was basically talking about divesting his interests in certain companies that he owns, even though he doesn't have to do that he, as president of the United States. But he, he said he, he was going to basically put a lot of that in a blind trust so his uh, sons Eric and Don Jr., can spearhead that. Then he also discussed, he talked about the wall. Basically, he said he wanted he wants to get to work on the wall right away, yep. and that Mexico is going to pay for it eventually. Yeah, and of course, repeal and replace of Obamacare, a mammoth effort. He says is going to begin um, immediately after he's inaugurated, and the, and the Congress has already taken some votes on all of that, and um, and that he plans to get it done and get it done right away. We shall see. Meanwhile, on separate tracks yesterday in the halls of Congress, the confirmation hearings continued for Secretary of State nominee Rex Tillerson and for Attorney General nominee Jeff Sessions. Your thoughts on that, having watched them both? Well, I think that probably Secretary of uh, State nominee uh, Rex Tillerson could be more contentious. I know that uh, Florida's own Senator Marco Rubio Gave him uh, some some tough questioning when it came to his relationship with Russia, and I and I, I really don't know why it was that Rubio decided to be so tough on that issue. To be well, honest, well, but, I, he, but, he, but we'll he, he thinks he's too tough. Uh, he's too cozy with Russia, too cozy with Putin, etc. You know, there are those who are out there suggesting that Rubio's still sore about how Donald Trump beat him up during the primary season and ran him out of the presidential race, so he's extracting a measure of of revenge. I'm sure Rubio would deny that, but that theory is out there. Jeff Sessions uh, came face-to-face with something we've not seen before, an effort by a fellow senator um, uh, against his nomination for attorney general. I mean, Cory Booker testified against Jeff Sessions yesterday. Well, Senator Booker is uh, is a rising star of the Democratic Party. Now, keep in mind the Democrats are still trying to find out, you know, who's going to be basically replace, uh, you know, o- Obama in terms of becoming like the next big star. And I think that uh, for Booker, maybe, uh, but, you know, he he made a big fuss with Sessions because he wants to put his name out there to some degree. I'm not sure. I did get the opportunity to interview. Senator Booker at the time at the Democratic National uh, Convention, and and I and I've since interviewed him as well, and I kind of get the impression that maybe he is kind of on the rise within the Democratic Party. Oh, I think there are those who believe that he took his first step toward trying to secure the 2020 Democrat presidential nomination with the grandstanding yesterday. Our national correspondent for News Radio 1025, Joe Gomez. Thank you for the very latest on the Trump News Conference and those confirmation hearings. We'll catch you again soon, Joe. Thanks, bud. You bet. Thank you. Here on Good Morning Orlando, we care about your health and well-being. After all, without you, who would listen to the show? That's why each Thursday at this time, we welcome our own doctor, Ken Kronhaus. Yep, and he's my doctor from Lake Cardiology and a great friend as well and a great friend to everybody in Central Florida. Doc, welcome back for the weekly house call. Always great to have you with us. Thank you, and great to be with you again, bud. You know, it's interesting. There are those who get their exercise on a daily basis, those who think they can do just as well as weekend warriors working out on Saturday and Sunday, and you've got some new research as to whether there's advantage to one over the other. What's the story? Exactly. This week in JAMA Internal Medicine, we 
but we all need at least two and a half hours each week of moderate exercise to control body weight, lower cholesterol, maintain blood pressure, and control and control blood sugar. People who exercise regularly are at lower risk of cardiovascular disease and stroke, and they have lower blood pressure, better cardiorespiratory health, and overall fitness. But the big question is, has been, do you need to space your workouts out of, or every day of the week, or right. is one or two intense workouts just as effective? Well, the results of this study show that the so-called exercise weekend warriors get the same health benefits as those who exercise every day. So one or two wow. intense workouts is just as good as every day. I wondered how that would go, and you surprised me, frankly. Very interesting there. The weekend warriors will love the news you've brought them. The vexing problem of stuttering. You have new research there. Human brain mapping this week. An estimated 3 million Americans but stutter. It occurs most often between the ages of 2 and 6, but stuttering affects people of all ages. Most children outgrow it, but for 25% of those affected, stuttering becomes a lifelong disorder. The news this week is the discovery that reduced blood flow in a part of the brain that's linked to speech may put people at risk for stuttering, and the lower the blood flow in regions of the brain tied to speech, and language, mm-hmm. the more severe the stuttering. Most interesting and important for so many who are dealing with that in their lives and their families. Now, if you want to leave the dinner table feeling full so you're not snacking and pigging out on junk food a half an hour later, you've got the key to that, right? Exactly. And this is from the Food and Nutrition Journal this week. Legumes such as beans and peas make people feel fuller after a meal than, uh, than meat and may help with weight control so you can achieve that sensation of fullness with either a fiber-rich, low-protein meal or with a high-protein meal. And now, um, new research on the link between stress in our lives and our heart health and the, the risk of, say, heart trouble or stroke, Doc. What's coming in on that? Medical Journal Lancet this week. But we know that excessive mental stress contributes to a range of conditions, including hypertension, ulcers, asthma, and irritable bowel syndrome. The link between stress and heart disease has been well established. But the news this week explains how the two are coupled. So how can an emotion that is constructed in the brain influence the physical health of the heart? Well, stress increases the manufacture of white blood cells in the bone marrow. This in turn leads to an increase in inflammation. Also, high levels of activity in a part of the brain called the amygdala is a reason involved in emotional processing or associated with increased risk of cardiovascular events such as stroke, angina, or a heart attack. And this increased activity in this part of the brain is associated with blood cell creation in the bone marrow and spleen, and this increases arterial inflammation. Got two more items in about one more minute uh, here, Doc. Uh, The dangers of secondhand smoke. There, There is more on that today. Briefly, tobacco control. Uh, Last month, non-smoking women who were exposed to secondhand smoke as children may have an increased risk of miscarriage. We may want to provide smoke-free homes to protect our children. And also, some Twinkies being recalled. A lot of folks love Twinkies. What do they need to know? From the FDA this week, Hostess has recalled its holiday white peppermint Twinkies over concerns of potential salmonella contamination. Dr. Kronhaus, boy, I'll tell you what, you're on fire today. Great house call, and um, we appreciate the breaking health and medical news you bring us here every Thursday at 820. Have a great day at Lake Cardiology. Give my very best to your fine staff.
Be well, bud. Thank you. Call Dr. Kronhaus for an appointment. Ask about the BudScan 2.0 heart scan. Most insurance will cover depending on your circumstances. It could save your life. He's my heart doctor. None better. 352-735-1400. 352-735-1400. And if you like what you heard this morning, and why would you not? You can catch more of Dr. Kronhaus and his nationally syndicated radio program we proudly carry here on WFLA. It is Good Day Health with Dr. Ken. You'll find it right here in the dial every Sunday afternoon at 2. In for Deb, Alan Spector with another news update here at the bottom of the hour on Good Morning Orlando. The two local enforcement officers, the law enforcement officers, mourned at a vigil last night. Donald Trump versus CNN and BuzzFeed. It's all ahead and more here on the 50,000-watt front porch as we come to you from Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit GuaranteedWrittenOffer.com. Good morning, Orlando. Good Thursday morning at 8.30. Deborah Roberts still under the weather, and we wish her well. In her stead, of course, we have Alan Spector updating us on the news here at the bottom of the hour. Alan? But a vigil for Orlando Police Master Sergeant Deborah Clayton slain at the Walmart in Pine Hills on Monday, and Orange County Sheriff's Deputy Norman Lewis killed in a motorcycle crash during the manhunt for Clayton's killer was held last night at that same Walmart. Deputy Lewis's parents were there, and his mother recalled her son's character. Norman would be just just smiling and looking down on everybody, saying, ain't going to be no pity party here. <laughs> so pick up your boots, walk, run, grab hands, help someone who need help, and do what you can. The mother of Norman Lewis with a great attitude. Oh, my goodness. She was phenomenal last night. I'm glad you shared that with us, Helen. The man on the run from police may have fewer places to turn for assistance. Orlando police have arrested three people they say helped Markeith Lloyd since the shooting death of his pregnant ex-girlfriend last month. Lloyd's former boss was arrested Tuesday, while his niece and another ex-girlfriend were arrested Wednesday. And we're now more than 72 hours into the manhunt, and they haven't got him yet. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. At his first news conference since winning the election, President-elect Donald Trump attacked multiple media outlets over an unsubstantiated report that Russia obtained compromising information on him. As far as BuzzFeed, which is a failing pile of garbage, writing it, I think they're going to suffer the consequences. They already are. And as far as CNN going out of their way to build it up? Well, as far as CNN, they don't get to ask a question at the news conference. As we will hear later in this half hour, we're replaying an unbelievable exchange with Trump and a CNN reporter. The report in question was released by BuzzFeed on Tuesday. It describes how Russian officials obtained personal and financial information about the president-elect, but the report itself has yet to be verified. Trump called it fake news. President-elect Donald Trump's plan to step back from his business empire once he becomes president is under fire from the director of the Office of Government Ethics. Walter Schaub says the proposal is wholly inadequate in avoiding conflicts of interest. Schaub told a forum at the Brookings Institute that uh, Trump's strategy of putting his business holdings in a trust controlled by his two adult sons is not a blind trust. Two lawmakers from the Tampa Bay area have filed bills to regulate and legalize transportation network companies. Senator Jeff Brandis of St. Pete says Internet firms like Uber and Lyft provide an alternative to taxis. Representative Chris Sprouls of Clearwater says that's good for consumers and for people who need extra income. This bill ensures that no matter where you live in Florida, you will have access to ride sharing should you choose to use it. Not only is this legislation great for consumers, 
but it also allows Floridians to help supplement their income to have access to meaningful work. The ride-sharing bill sets minimum standards for insurance, requires criminal background checks for drivers, and provides new protections for consumers. In sports, despite 28 points from Aaron Gordon, the Magic fell to the L.A. Clippers 105-96 for their fourth straight loss. Elsewhere, Bud, it looks like the inauguration is saved. She hasn't been asked, but singer Marie Osmond is volunteering to perform at President-elect Donald Trump's inauguration. Osmond told Yahoo Finance that she'd do it to help unite the country. She said she thinks everyone should support the president, whether they are happy or sad, because this is America. Osmond makes the offer amid reports of some artists turning down invitations. Osmond and her brother Donnie have performed at inaugurations before, including Ronald Reagan's in 1981. Well, it'll be very interesting to see whether or not she becomes a part of the inaugural ceremonies, which are now only eight days away. Yeah. Still time to get in there if you want to volunteer to be part of the entertainment. Thank you very much. You know what? We've already got somebody phenomenal singing the national anthem in little Jackie Ivanko. Yeah, she's Uh, great. She is great. I hope nobody nobody could do it like she can do it. No question about that. What else is going on? Well, redheads need to get ready to pucker up today. It's Kiss a Ginger Day. Ooh. The unofficial holiday celebrates redheaded people around the world. It was created back in 2009 to oppose a Facebook campaign to kick a ginger. I missed that one. (laughs) Did you? Pick a ginger. Why? Some famous redheads include actresses Julianne Moore, Nicole Kidman, and Jessica Chastain, comedian Kathy Griffin, actor and director Ron Howard, singer Reba McIntyre, and comedian Conan O'Brien. And the California man is sitting in a jail cell after breaking into a home naked, cooking a meal, and sipping down a bottle of wine. Really? Yeah. Kind of sounds like your New Year's, Out bud. there in Yala, La La Oh, yeah, yeah. Very police, similar. Police in Fresno say they responded to reports of a broken window last weekend at a home and found Fernando Jimenez at the place. He allegedly helped himself to the goods while there and was found a while later hiding under a blanket. Not only that, a canine unit discovered him and even bit him before the arrest was made. <laughs> <laughs> Naked under a blanket and bitten by a dog. Only in California. It's yeah. nice to know it's not another Florida story, right? Yeah, please. Yeah, he thanks, probably, Alan. He probably was born in Florida. All right. Alan Spector in for Deb with the news here this morning. Thursday, sports talk in our final hour with our sports director, Tom Morgan, who's alongside me right now. And by the way, you can see him as well as hear him. We're... On Facebook Live until 9 o'clock. You can like us on Facebook at WFLA Orlando. And you look marvelous, It's Tom. the bespeckled one that's with you. I'm the bespeckled one. You are the world. bespeckled one here. Yeah. And um, let's talk about the aftermath of that fabulous title game in college football, Clemson over Alabama at the last second. What a game. I mean, if you were able to stay up for it, I mean, what a terrific ending. Back and forth, oh, yeah. up and down, and whoever had the ball last won. Although Alabama had the ball last, but you know only a second left, so it was really Clemson making that great play at passing the flat uh, to win at thirty-five, thirty-one. It was really something. But now you know we went through the first round in the NFL playoffs, the wild card, and none of them were close. But now I think we have some great matchups this weekend. Let's talk about well, it. Well, Houston and New England. I'm not so sure that's a great matchup. Well, I don't we'll care see. because I'm for the Patriots. Well, I wanted to clean their clock for crying for the out Pats, loud. Yeah. I'll be so, wearing my Tom Brady number twelve, my Tom Brady number twelve jersey. Tom Brady against that good Houston defense. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Tomorrow night, uh, Saturday night at eight fifteen, AFC, NFC wild card. 
is Seattle at Atlanta. It's not Sunday, wild card. It's not wild card. Not wild card. Divisional, I'm sorry, right? I'm sorry, yeah. Divisional uh, playoffs. Right. It's the conference semifinals. Let's put it that way. Got it. Sunday in the AFC, Steelers and Chiefs. Steelers playing very well right now. They are. They're a good-looking team right now. And then the Packers at Cowboys. What a game that'll be in Dallas on Sunday. Yeah. That'll I, be in the NFC. That will be, you know. I, I think it'll be the Packers, Steelers, Patriots, and uh, Seahawks. Okay. Winning this week. We got you on record. We'll see how it goes. It's not going well for our Orlando Magic, is it? Whew, boy. Uh, there just seems to be no no traction for this team. Uh, they play well one game, lose another game. Play good offense one game, bad defense the other. They've lost four in a row, 16-24 and 24 right now. Uh, they're on a West Coast road trip, and, you know, you're playing those really good teams out West. That doesn't bode well. They've lost their two first two games of this trip. They play Portland tomorrow night, then finish up with Utah, Denver, and New Orleans. Okay. I, I don't know what the key is here. I mean, they don't have a great star player nope. or two. But is it more than that? Is it just is it just chemistry? Is there something here? Is there a morale problem? What do you think is going on with this club? I, I don't know. Vogel's trying to make this a defensive-minded team, and he's juggling the lineup around. There just doesn't seem that one great lineup he can put in a, a game, you know, consistently. Sure. So that's what he, he's searching for something that's working right now. And boy, we're almost to midseason. You're running out of time. If you want to talk about basketball and something that's working, you want to talk about our Florida Gators, and we carry all the games proudly right here in our fl- your flagship station. For the Gator Network here on WFLA, and the Gators are, uh, hey, they're impressive. They're smoking. They've won six in a row, three and in the SEC, four and in the SEC, 23rd in the country under Mike White, but they've got a really good test Saturday against their border rival, Georgia. It's going to be played in Gainesville, 1125, start time for us right here on 1025. We'll have that game for you, Florida and Georgia. Looking and forward hoops. to it. Take one last look at yourself on Facebook Live, Tom. See you you look marvelous. Joni, do you see him? Doesn't he look great? All right. Appreciate (laughs) you, man. Tom Morgan, the best. I asked Yaffe to re-rack what we opened the show with at 6 o'clock this morning. If you haven't connected with this yet, it's a a moment quite unlike any I've ever experienced in a presidential news conference, although we're talking still the president-elect here, Donald Trump's inauguration still eight days out, but... Here is Donald Trump blasting BuzzFeed and CNN for putting out that fake news that the Russians had compromising professional and personal information on him. And when he's about to start taking reporter questions, CNN's Jim Acosta demands to be recognized. And, well, let's listen. I think it's a disgrace that information that was false and fake and never happened got released to the public as far as... BuzzFeed, which is a failing pile of garbage, writing it, I think they're going to suffer the consequences. They already are. And as far as CNN going out of their way to build it up, and by the way, we just found out I was coming down, Michael Cohn, I was being, Michael Cohn is a very talented lawyer, he's a good lawyer in my firm, who has just reported that it wasn't this Michael Cohn they were talking about. So all night long, it's Michael Cohn. I said, I want to see your passport. He brings his passport to my office. I say, hey, wait a minute, he didn't leave the country. He wasn't out of the country. They had Michael Cohn of the Trump Organization was in Prague. It turned out to be a different Michael Cohn. It's a disgrace what took place. It's a disgrace. And I think they ought to apologize to start with 
Michael Cohn. Since you're attacking us, can you give us a question? Since you're, no, Mr. President-elect, Mr. President-elect, since you are attacking no, our news not organization, you, not can you. you give us a chance? Your organization. You are attacking our news organization. Your organization. Can you give us a chance to ask a question, sir? Go ahead, sir. Can you state, Mr. President-elect? Go ahead. Can you state categorically, Mr. President-elect? Can you give us a question? Don't be rude. You're attacking us. Can you give us a question? Don't be rude. Can you give us a question? I'm you, not going to give you a can question. You can you stay categorically? You are fake news. Sir, Go ahead. can you stay categorically that nobody... No, Mr. President-elect, that's not Go appropriate. Ahead. Wow. And he never did get the question, Acosta. It was unbelievable. And all day long yesterday, CNN was just rocked. I mean, Wolf Blitzer, Jake Tapper, Anderson Cooper, they didn't know what to do with this. Big time smackdown at the news conference yesterday on fake news, Yaffe. Trump needs to hold a lot more news conferences. I don't know that we'll have moments like that. But, I mean, he did break a lot of news yesterday about going immediately for a combination repeal and replace of Obamacare, starting right away on the wall along the Mexican border, and on and on and on, and giving over complete control of his companies to his two sons, etc. Yeah, that did take a lot of the news. What do you think about his whole plan of building the wall, by the way? I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Yeah. Do you do you like? I'm always, I'm always I'm absolutely. Do you think yeah. Mexico will ever pay for it? Oh, I I think he'll find a way to tax them into paying for it. Yeah. I, so not I, directly, but it'll be kind of no, like no reimburse. I don't care how they do it, but I, I I believe he wouldn't say something and leave himself exposed like that on on a cornerstone of his campaign without having a strategy for getting it done and and knowing how to get it done. Oh and, yeah, he's been instructing people to look into how to get it done already. Right. Yeah. And 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 I and I believe that it can be done and I believe it must be done and I believe those who say we need to do it with increased patrols and technology and stuff that's the same kind of border sieve that we have now, you know? Let's uh, lock it down walk. there, stop the stop the drugs from coming in. Stop terrorists, anybody else who shouldn't be in this sovereign nation, okay? We need to do it, and we ought to do it and not apologize for it. And I'm glad that he was still talking about it yesterday and about getting it done ASAP. Um, By the way, you can catch that entire dramatic scene from the news conference on the podcast and the the presentation Yaffe puts together uh, on our website, 1025wfla.com. Click on the Good Morning Orlando page at the top of the page. And you've got your own show tonight on WFLA. Yes, Yaffe. talk to you all tonight at 8 p.m., 8 to 10 p.m. tonight. Primetime Yaffe, I call it. And he's going to be doing it tonight. He's going to be doing it tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow several night, times 6 a week. to 9, yeah. Sleep, you're going to be in sleep optional mode, aren't you? Yeah, you know. You're still you still got to be here do. tomorrow morning? <laughs> yeah, well, of course. Ah, uh, look on, for now. you then. Iron Man Mike Yaffe, catch him tonight and give him a call. From all of us, thank you. God bless you and God bless America.